Thanks to our design expert. We love you. Shout out to Canva. Uh, it is Canva the backbone is. of my uh, graphic design abilities, even though I do work with all designers. The poor man's uh, Photoshop. The poor what man's what Photoshop. <laughs> and what I use to make my resume and all sorts of other things that I need to look cute, <laughs> including our graphic. Apparently okay. Look that up. Well, <laughs> after this weekend's frustrating one to nothing loss, we need to blame someone or something. You're frustrated, Cody? We need to point fingers. We need to find a scapegoat. So, Thad, this is how we're going to do introductions. Thad, blame blame someone for the loss. Craft. Craft. <laughs> the damn craft uh-huh. family. Uh-huh. Bob Russert, blame uh, someone. Crazy slash Madronda. That's too... Okay, okay. Hey, you'll, you'll understand in a minute. Allie. Find a scapegoat. Oh, God. Well, you did want me to say something earlier, and I'm not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, don't be goaded into something you don't want to do, Allie. Uh, I'm just going to say it. I'm going to say VAR. I, I know yes. that everyone's thinking it, but I think had that not happened, it would have given us a different, uh, different breath of life going into the second. I yes, Cody. Who do you blame? I'm. I'm. My name is Cody Bradley, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna blame Crazé. Oh, oh, sorry to take that. Yeah, that's why. That's why I took that. That's why I took that one personally. Sorry. Um. Okay. Let's. Who's evidence? Who, we don't plan these things out. Right? Let's just because I'm talking. We're gonna let's do mine first. Let's let's address Johan. Johan. Okay. Why do you particularly blame him, Cody? Well. It seemed to me that we were lacking the normal bite that we have had. And I know we've been without Felipe for a while and he and and Johan has been in, filling in, but it just really felt like this match we were desperately missing that extra bit of magic that Felipe has had this season. And so and yeah, I mean, I don't. There's no reason for me to like be soft on Johan at this point. Like he was, uh, he had a big chance to have a, a a game to capitalize on his performance last week, and and was really nowhere to be found except his turnover that led to the VAR goal. <laughs> well, since I said Crosse too, can I can I? Do it. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, that's the reason I said Crosse slash Madronita, because it was Crosse's giveaway uh, near midfield that led to the goal, and directly after that, from that, Madronita completely sells himself, slide tackles, thus his he whole did. wing spot is open, and they attack through that space. So, yeah, I mean, it's really tough to pick on two guys for one play in the game that leads to the goal, but you just can't do what they did. And Crosse gave up the ball often. He did. That match. And it was a bad giveaway on that goal. It was. And I'll, it, to go back to, you know, blaming someone for the goal, that was a freak of nature thing that happened. And it's like, we, you know, Roger kicking the ball straight to someone in offside position. <laughs> that's like, I don't know how you can, like, blame our defense for that. You know, it was just, well, that's yeah, just right. an absurd series of events. Well, and then I also, I feel so bad for Amelia because, you know, at some point he was probably like, well, should I have just tried to save it then? Like, no, that's never been a thing that I've ever seen in soccer, whether it was playing or watching that, you know, when the flag goes up and it's an obvious offsides, like, you're not going to try to save it. And so it's like, it's just so... Yeah, so can we blame the linesman for raising his flag? I mean, could that? <laughs> well, yeah, no, it's like, his well, fault. That's why I blame VAR because they go back and they review that and then somehow come to the decision that that was a goal. Like I, well, no, 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 no. VAR did an absolutely right thing. VAR, oh, yeah. everything was done exactly I, right except for one person. 
Who was that, Cody? Tim Melia for stopping? Is that what nope. you're asking me? He's center ref. The center ref. He'd made no call. As far as we can right. tell, Right. he made no call. If he called it a goal, VAR did the right thing and didn't overturn it. If he calls it offside, VAR would have questionably overturned it because that was not necessarily conclusive with the video that we saw. But he made no call. He let VAR determine whether or not it was a goal. Now, if he if he made a call that we didn't see, we don't know that, and I will blame Kraft family for it because of their <laughs> lousy camera angles at the <laughs> lousy NFL stadium that yeah. was lousy on their broadcast that we didn't send a crew there to get our own broadcast. <laughs> so I'll blame sporting for that one also. So my reason for not liking it beyond just that I'm a sporting KC fan and it handed us a loss that play is different in a normal VAR situation in that normally you look at VAR to call back a goal that happened in a natural f- flow of play of the sport of soccer. And this one was obviously a different situation. There's the ambiguity of did players act any differently? Uh, and it, it just it makes it a weird thing for me to that I, I I almost think should not even be reviewable if if like you were saying nothing was actually called like that you know what I mean it was just it it was such an awkward play and then also the thing that makes me mad is there's a couple frames in there that there's no way to me that you can say it's clear and convincing that Fagunes didn't touch that ball like on its way and that's a, that's my point is if he calls it a goal you can't overturn it if he calls it offside you can't overturn it because I don't think it's clear enough by the video that we saw maybe they had a different view there but as far as what I'm concerned that's why the ref needs to make the call he doesn't he's he's the guy who needs to make the call not the linesman not the VAR guy he has to make the call and then has to decide whether or not it needs to be overturned well I mean that was mentioned on the broadcast are referees a little more hesitant because they know VAR is there to Save their backs or whatever you will. Right. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm yelling at the ref right now. Yeah. I hmm. literally feel like we're in a courtroom talking about this. There's no clear and convincing evidence. <laughs> beyond a reasonable doubt. It's like, so, okay. Cody, would you have been happier if the play had been allowed to stand and been no review at all? Um, yeah. Yeah. Because we would, <laughs> they wouldn't have scored a goal. No, well, no, uh, the play allowed to stand, which was a goal. It, no, no, it no. wasn't a goal because the the linesman raised his flag and then they reviewed it before he ever made a a decision on it. The, I, I never saw the I, the center ref never called it a goal. Yeah, he never yeah, right. Yeah, so it was true. never called either that's way. True. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. That's what I mean. Is it's the damn center ref's fault. Yeah. If he yeah. calls it one way, it's it's fine. If he calls it the other way, it's fine. Mistakes happen, right? Yeah. It was I mean, just it's just so freaking weird. All of it was just so unfortunate, unlucky. It was. Not a normal play. And can I say something that really pissed me off that I saw on Twitter? So the Should New England Revolution tonight, tweets something about the game, about them taking down sporting. And the quote pulled from, like, I didn't even read it. I didn't even take the time to open up what the article was. But the tweet poll, or the quote pulled in the tweet was, we wanted to make a statement. Okay, other than getting three points, what statement did you make? That, like, you can't <laughs> score at home other than <laughs> when Melia is just standing there, like, <laughs> expecting it to be an offsides call. Like, oh. And that, mm. that statement was that we're going to score a goal that is so sloppy that the guy who scores it can't even celebrate. Well, <laughs> exactly. And, yeah. yeah. And that's, I mean, that's as bad as like celebrating a, a win statement. off of an own goal. I yeah. mean, it, they didn't score. Okay. Sporting outpossessed them. They didn't outshoot them. Okay. It's not that sporting deserved a big win out of that. Right. Because they didn't. But quite honestly, they deserved a point. And New England yeah. deserved a point. New England did what they needed to do to keep Sporting mm-hmm. from from getting a goal. I don't know if that was Sporting did what they needed to do to not be able to score, <laughs> but or New England did that. But either way, neither team scored in a legitimate, normal run of the play kind of scenario. Yeah. Or even a set piece. It was a fluke play. I mean, if the ball had bounced off of a seam in the turf and went the wrong direction, that would have been no more of a fluke than what that was. And I still blame the center ref. <laughs> yeah, and there there are a lot of people that, you know, the, the team didn't play well. They really didn't. But they've been playing so well that I think everyone can be mad, you know, oh, they didn't play well. But they did still deserve, I'm agreeing with you, Thad, that they des- did deserve 
a point out of that. It's like I heard a lot of people complaining, oh, you know, you can't blame the VAR on that. You know, they they didn't play well. They deserved to lose. But they were in it. They, you know, they, like you said, out-possessed them. They had, they, they deserved a, a result there. Well, I, I'm no, we are agreeing. Did, or did you say you agreed? That's what or? I said. Okay, I'm just making sure. Granted, it was not one of our best games, but I agree. But, but I'm just—it's a road game. I'm gonna it's say something <laughs> that I noticed in our in our little blaming introductions. No one blamed Kyrie Shelton. That's Cody. why I, I wanted you to do. <laughs> yeah, Cody literally goes, "Okay, everyone has to have someone to blame something on," which we obviously all did. And he was like. Allie, blame Kyrie. I'm like, I'm not going to blame Kyrie, and I have a little bit of evidence to back me up here. You're calling out my, guys, my stick. Guys, you should have heard Allie before the show started. Out. She's just on fire tonight. I'm fired up. She Sorry. Is. <laughs> okay, hit us with she's your... She's had a long day, and she has to pick up her friend at the airport, and she's not happy about it. No, I actually, I'm actually really excited to pick up my friend, because it's my roommate, and I miss her. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, hit us with your research here. Okay, so I saw a couple things on Twitter, you know, Obviously, that conversation, who's our number, like, who's our center forward? Where is he? Kyrie, what are you doing? You haven't scored a goal. And Peter Vermees isn't worried, and I'm with Peter. I'm not worried because I looked at the other top-scoring teams in the league. Sporting is number two just behind Atlanta. And Atlanta, their two top goal scorers have six goals apiece, and the number of players who have scored to contribute to their 21 goals have been eight, eight players. Sporting, 20 goals. Two top goal scorers, Gutierrez and Russell, as we know, with five goals apiece, nine contributing goal scorers. Nine. That's about the same across the board for all of the top teams with like, are in the top five scoring teams in the league right now. So, as long as we are up there with every other team, we're you know we're number two in points. We have two guys with five goals apiece. Granted, yeah, it's not our center forward, but a goal's a goal. No matter who it comes from, so. Well, exactly. You are exactly right. Except we didn't score any goals this this past week, and so that's why it's the question still remains. I think. Yeah, but like, why does that have to fall on Kyrie? That's not like the game that we play. So why is it his? Why is it only? Why is yeah. he the one getting? Yeah, I'm it's mad. Russell's fault, I'm man. Mad. It's, <laughs> it's Russell's fault. fault. It's not Russell's fault either. It's Crozet's fault. Well, it's Shallowy's fault. <laughs> It's Zusi and Madranda's fault it's because the they didn't fault. score. It is the team's fault. That is cruising for a bruising over here, naming all my favorite players. <laughs> okay, so Ali, the summation of your argument is: is Kyrie should be should remain now and until further evidence our center forward. I know that you have <laughs> something to say on that. He was trying to set you up, and up. I know I, I can see it, but I will say that. I know Peter has said this countless times. We've talked about it. Although he's not scoring goals, and while I don't agree that he should get a fair pass for not scoring anything because he is time and time again in the position where he should be scoring, he's had a couple opportunities where he wasn't aggressive enough or he just missed the mark completely, which I think is a little inexcusable in some instances. But, yeah, what I'm saying is that he does do a lot of other things. He tracked back to stop that one uh, – Hell that yeah. one goal from happening, you know, who's to say it would have been a goal, but he, still, that effort, that's what Peter Vermees wants, and that's what fits in with the team that we have. So, Rubio wouldn't have done that, and I can tell you that right now. Hey, he's so, he's yeah. been back in the box blocking shots before. So I don't think he would have had the endurance to make it back and stop that one. You're telling me in all of soccerdom, we cannot find a player who can do those things, because most soccer players do those things that play center forward, and score goals? Not not in all of soccer, but on our <laughs> on our current roster. Well, yeah, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you know of all soccer dumb, well, including on our current roster, there are players that can do that stuff that Kyrie does. But does will they contribute in the other ways that he does to help get guys like Russell and Shallowy and Gutierrez when he's finally healthy again yeah. in those positions to score? Well, that would remain to be seen if we get a look yeah. at any of those other guys. But if we don't, we will never know. <laughs> but Excited I mean, to see more I was. Belmar, hopefully. I also, I mean, oh, I don't know. It, it is tough to pick on a center forward because, say, we get a center forward who is a clinical finisher. We now have three more points than we do, yeah. at least, at least, which is nice. But, um, you know, I mean. You might have it from one game, but you wouldn't necessarily have it from the other games where. Yeah, he's done now all the you can say that. 
Yeah. Right. Right. So finishing now, chances that he should have finished, we could have three more points as a result of that. That's because then Roger and to. Felipe or whoever else is back there has to do more work because the guy is more of a clinical finisher and not a workhorse kind of guy. I'm sure there are players who can fit both. And can we afford that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know. That's but the problem. There's got to be. They this is be MLS, man. <laughs> they are. There are. There, there's, yeah. there, I, we can probably name 20 of them if we tried to with a small amount of internet help. Yeah. But yeah. there are plenty of those guys. It, the question is, can we afford them? Will yeah, they well, come to Kansas story, City? But, yeah. Will they come play here in Kansas City? <laughs> but there's got to be somebody out there. But anyway, um, I mean... Okay, so how many games has Kyrie been in? Seven? No, we've played nine, so he's been in... He's been in eight. Eight. Okay, so... And Rubio has been given a total of, I don't know, what, 60 minutes in all those eight? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, isn't it really a time to look and see, okay, what can this guy do? So, I I have been... Has he been in the doghouse long enough? I've been full bore behind Vermees and all about everything else Kyrie has been doing all season. As much as any person... Can be, but like that last game, there were some moments that it's like, well, you have to be able to do something going forward. Like there was, there's one moment specifically I'm thinking he got the ball. He was kind of up there alone a little bit and you could see, it was just so clear. He wanted to do anything else except turn and shoot at the goal. And he was he was looking for someone, looking for someone. No one was there. And then he just passed it anyway. He like yeah. just did a little chop through the defense when no one was going there anyway. And it was just yeah, I remember that, that dude. Play that dude yeah. is shook. Like he does not want to. Like he does. He's not becoming score. Connor Hallisey. <laughs> there was another one, and Matt Lawrence commented on it where he should have shot the ball first time because a goal scorer is thinking, "I'm going to score. I'm looking at the goal every time he gets the ball." That is he, not Kyrie. He's so Shelton. clearly not doing that. No, he's not. Not at all. And can't we get somebody who can at least think about it and do that defensive work? I mean, it shouldn't be that difficult. We've seen more killer instincts from Graham Zussi and Jimmy Madrona this season (laughs) in terms of just like looking at the ball and being like, I'm going to score. Yeah, exactly. Bleeping goal. He needs to be a more killer scoring instinct from Michael Parra. Put the (laughs) ball in the back of the net. But, I mean, just an observation from practice the other day, just watching the shooting drill at the end of practice that they were doing with the three forwards, Belmar and Rubio and Shelton. Simple, receive the ball, turn, step over, shot. Got a little more complex as they went, but clearly, and and Thad, I think you're backing me up on this, Shelton is the worst at that kind of stuff out of the three. Easily putting the ball on frame, doing the move. I mean, he had to be coached on how to do the actual move. So, you know, the commenters say, well, he hasn't developed his instincts back yet again. I don't think he's ever had center forward instincts. Well, he was a center forward before New York moved him to the wing. Yeah, in college? <laughs> he scored in college. Uh, yeah. I mean, he wasn't like the most prolific scorer in right. college, but I don't remember like so he, he went to a decent school either. So I don't, I really I just, don't remember. I genuinely don't know. He played center forward all through college. Has that always been his? Not all through, no. But he, okay. he like no. came up as a... As a center forward, he was like drafted as like okay. yeah. a future yeah. striker. For, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and Patrick Vieira said he had great potential and all that stuff. He thought he was going to be great. No, we know coach talk, but anyway. So yeah. <laughs> and they liked him so much that there was a time when like the fans in the crowd were were chanting, "We want Kyrie." Yeah. And, like because yeah. he was stuck behind all of these people there. Yeah. He's he's had his moments where he's been great. We just have seen less now, yeah. but in some fairness, okay, this last game we we talk about how he didn't do this, didn't do that in this last game. Has he done at least some of it in other games? Because this last game is a good evidence that nobody on sporting yeah, right. has a killer instinct and can shoot. Or can uh, just simply no. like I think the thing for me that was most frustrating with this game is over ninety minutes, like not I didn't feel like one person was like putting the team on their back, like, we need a goal and I'm gonna yeah. do anything. Like there was not that blood where thirsty, was like where, where was, yeah, where's yeah. that, you know, goal scoring mentality where like we're down now, like especially going into that second half, like we're down, we need a goal, and I'm just gonna go do it. Just didn't have the magic. Yeah. And where's Shaoli been the last three games? Shaoli anyway. has has faded. Yeah. He's but I faded ever since he went to Hungary for the U twenty ones. Yeah. In my opinion. But yeah. that killer instinct that we were missing is Felipe. Like, he seems to be the one that had that in him to, like, he wanted the ball in the final third. He wanted to take it, and he wanted to control things and figure out how to score. And, yeah, we were missing that, and that's why I – Like Chicago. 
that's why I feel like we were, you know, that's why I went with Johan there. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, we really need him back in this. But, yes, Shallowy has, uh, has fallen off as of late. And, you know, we were asking questions in, after Russell's hat trick. What happens when they zone when a defense starts focusing on him? Right, and that was probably a little of what we saw this week. Mm-hmm. And again, that means it's going to fall on. There's going to be more space, more chances for other players, and that's another reason that I'm disappointed in uh, in Johan for not stepping up. Right, right, and I think Ilya was even kind of shut off in this game. The flow of the ball into him. So now, also just in some fairness, if I remember right. New England and and Kansas City basically win on each other's or win at home and lose at the other's place the last several years, right? <laughs> uh, sporting has not done well in New England when they go play on the turf there. So I, I again, I don't want to blame the turf totally, but it's a factor. But it is a factor for guys who are used to playing on beautiful grass, et cetera, et cetera. Um, they go there and they don't play as well. The ball doesn't move as well. They, it doesn't move the same way in all parts of the field because of the way the rubber infill crap is yeah. and all that stuff. Now, I don't. If you play on it normally, that's probably just an easy thing you get used to. You know what I mean? For guys who go there once a year, once every two years, quite honestly, it's kind of a yeah. Okay, let's go there, get a result, point, and leave. They would have got the point if there wasn't a fluke pass to Teal Bunbury from Roger. So, is the lack of flow that we had due to? The turf, due to their high press, due to the game plan where we told to play so many balls over the top like we did, long balls, or what was it? Well, it's obviously a little bit of everything, yeah. but we're trying to make good radio here, so somebody <laughs> get mad and blame something. That's what I was trying to do. At That's the why I blamed Kraft at the beginning, because he won't put in grass. Okay. That's why we both like blame Krause. Yes, except no, you kind Kraft. of blamed Madronda. Well, just Which, for the one little diving in and committing himself right. way too much. Now, yeah. <laughs> today, I was like, you know what? I'm kind of excited to talk about Jimmy Madronda mm-hmm. with Bob because we got into it one time about his one-on-one <laughs> defending. And in the last two games, there's been multiple moments where I was like, point for me. Good job, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was observant of that while I was watching the game as well. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. <laughs> that's good to hear. But I did, yeah, and... Like like that and I were talking in that debate, it can go wrong. <laughs> like he doesn't look right when he's doing it. It's unorthodox, and he dives in and can be a crazy person, and it failed on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. like we were talking about, it works ninety five percent of the time, <laughs> or more, or more. Because it's not like he gives up a goal every game. I mean, it's right. not like he makes one bad play every game. He it's doesn't. A, I'll, I'll, I'll but use the, when he does, it <sighs> looks bad. I'll use the comparison again uh, to, in the box. to Nicholas Otamendi <laughs> for Manchester City. It's unorthodox. It's it's high risk, high reward, like crazy insane tackles, and it looks bad when it goes wrong, but it works. And on Jimmy looks bad when it goes right too. It just looks. <laughs> it doesn't look right on the eyes, but it he does it. So just for the record, Jimmy Cody doesn't think you look right. <laughs> no, there's just not that it's not right. There's just, he's different. The way he fits in the uniform, the way he moves, the way he plays. I'm telling you, he's he's an odd human being. <laughs> and I love it. He's my fave. Coming from Cody, that's... <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, we are so odd. normal. Odd is a good thing. That's what I'm saying here, people. I like weird. But really, though, look at that uniform on him. It is, <laughs> <laughs> it is weird. He's about to bust out of it at any moment. If he flexes and gets angry, he's going to bust out of it. Mini Hulk. You can see him that Maybe angry Maybe he does that on purpose. He requests a size smaller. Like that's Some guys do that. Intimidation. <laughs> or maybe, Intimidation. maybe Kit Man likes him looking tight. <laughs> okay, oh, well, that got whoa, weird. Okay. Okay, <laughs> that. And, you know, that's the one thing about this whole thing, you know. We criticize and stuff, and, you know, we know the players. And, you know, Kyrie's a great guy, really nice guy, but it kind of stinks to criticize. But, you know, anyway. Oh, yeah. Pretty much all those guys that are there right now are seem oh, to yeah. be really good, nice oh, yeah. guys. Oh, so yeah. it's not a personal thing. Oh, no, no. certainly not. Yeah. Certainly not, but I, still. I Truly, I root for Kyrie to do well. I root oh, yeah. for Rubio to do well. Mm-hmm. I but more so I root for Kansas City to do exactly, well. Exactly, yeah. So yeah. if it's not Kyrie, if it's not Rubio, if it's 
you know, hell, if they got to put Jimmy Madranda at the center forward, I'd be happy with it. If hell they yes, were successful. I'm, I'm for that as well. <laughs> okay, so actually, maybe we should well, suggest me, that. Let me pose the question here: who who is everyone wanting to start against Colorado at striker? Thad. Crazé. Well, I would like to preface this by saying I want to go back and watch the tape of the Colorado game previously at their place to look at tactics a little bit. But um, you're too logical. We need. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Assuming Felipe's back, Crazé would be great. Otherwise, I say give Rubio a run. Two people said Crazé at striker, where he's never played so far. Yeah, he's much better centrally. He has. He has a little bit. He yes, he has. Bit. Yeah. Okay. Very it was only it was briefly, but yeah. And that was that was actually one of his where he looked good before he had the good moments. Allie. Hey, Trost. I'm gonna say Shelton because we're back at home, and I just I think that it'll be a little bit of a different uh, different energy dynamic. I'm I'm soft as well. I'm I'm going Kyrie again. Throw him out 2v2. there. Well, I mean, one thing going against that is Vermees likes to stick with the hot hand, but, you know, we lost. So Vermees might be the man to pull the trigger but and I make a change. But I don't think the loss was bad enough. Bad enough. Yeah. <laughs> really? For him to make a change. It was it was a tie if it wasn't for a bad pass from yeah. Espinosa to, to Bunbury. Yeah, yeah but it wasn't a pretty tie. Oh, it was all going. My other thing is, is that he did sub in and nothing happened still. I know, yeah, I so know. So I really just think it'll be... Holly's pointing fingers I, I tonight. Still, I'm, getting, I'm getting really, like, animated with my hands. I'm really which, sorry. Which fingers? I'm gonna we won't mention it, but she's not too happy about just today. So, yeah. Today was not my day, but <laughs> I'm in a better mood now. We have, we have kind of a down studio. Thad, had a, Thad was came in, in in the elevator, was a little down in the dumps. No, I was just griping. <laughs> hey, I'm happy. I'm all good, you know. It's, it's a Monday. And, we had the know, Monday blues. Good. My dog's back. You if know, Bob's so. happy, then I'm happy. <laughs> they're right. Right. Your dog is back. Where did? Yeah. Did, where did? I, he... I boarded her this weekend because I had a really busy weekend. Wow. Went and saw my daughter and the trolley run and work, and so I just boarded her for the I weekend. Maybe you lost the dog. No. 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 But well, that that was the only new. That was the only thing I heard there was about a dog. That's that, <laughs> that's when my ears perk up. So right. I like I like the dog story. We need more dog on this show. Is what I'm getting at. <laughs> what does that mean? All right, well, okay, I was going to say this. Okay, so you know how we talk about these games. You know, it wasn't that bad of a game except for this, except for that. But, guys, I'm telling you, your tune is going to change when it comes to the playoffs when it is one game and out. Then you're going to be pissed off that Kyrie Shelton didn't finish a chance or this or that or that. Well, that's hey, if that hey, happens. I'm or, just saying. or it could be. I'm just saying. The was six this a week ago? Win. A week ago that. Three out of four people in this studio said that this was legitimate Supporter Shield candidate, and I said it was way too yeah. early to say. I was, yeah. I was the one saying. who was saying it was way too early to say. Six goals against Vancouver <laughs> didn't mean a thing if you don't go and repeat it and repeat it and repeat it and win and win and win and right. go against a mediocre New England team and beat them. Well, if you, Fab, the you road, would go back and listen to our pods, which I guess you don't do, you would hear that I, I've been saying this for a while. But last week you said they were a legitimate supporter shield candidate when yeah, yeah. when we were asked that and I was the one saying Well, I just <laughs> it's not a legitimate supporter shield candidate if you don't get a point on the road at least. Yeah, true. Well, just the same thing with and we didn't. the same thing with this game. You Bob, you yourself didn't point the finger at Kyrie as why we lost. So right. why why are you so sure Cuz I wanted to be different. <laughs> I knew. Well, I mean, so I I'm I just I'm not so sure that I will, you know, if we lose a game in the playoffs that I'm going to, like, immediately blame Kyrie. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that those little things are going to make a bigger difference in the playoffs. A missed chance here, uh, you know, lack of aggressiveness there on that crucial forward yeah, who is supposed to be counted on to score. Like I said, I'm I'm still I'm still running with Shallowy or yeah. with, with Kyrie. But if that last game continues where – he can't do anything as a striker would do or provide, you know, the creativity for the wingers around him or, you know, whoever else is around him, then yeah, then something has to yeah. change. Yeah. If you're not scoring at all and your striker's not scoring, then you probably have to change something. Oh yeah. 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 Okay, I want to talk about Belmar. Carlton. Carlton got his first appearance 
and actually got one look on goal. He had a a header that he rose for. It was not even close. But that's also, you know, he was still, that was a very quick appearance. It was like 10 minutes, right? Not even 15. Maybe it was like 15. But yeah. he, that was still, uh, you could still clearly see he was had the jitters a little bit. He wasn't settled in. Sure. And I do think that he could he could score goals at this level. I would actually like to see him get more time up there as well. Because mm-hmm. t- 10 minutes or whatever it was, I was don't remember exactly because I wasn't watching it live. I was watching Swell Park Rangers live. But um, <laughs> in a, a one-point weekend out of two teams, that was not good. Yeah. No, it wasn't. So, well, and the Rangers was especially just we score in the opening two minutes and then St. Louis scores in like the final five. Yeah, it was like it was like, like three minutes in and three minutes left. Yeah, it was. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the Rangers after, <laughs> after this. Are you, you sure? about to say something. Okay, never about mind. Let's just Belmar, move on. Yeah. Oh, about I thought Belmar. it was kind of funny that the announcers were talking about Belmar as a center forward, and like he doesn't even play center forward for Rangers. He's a winger there too. He does once in a while. Once in a great while. He last year he did uh, at times play center yeah. forward, but he's mostly a winger. Yeah. Um, but again, last week it, it was uh, interesting to note in training last week where they seem to be focusing on him a lot in training. Really? And maybe that's because Gerso was injured and they knew he was going to be an option up there. Um, but they seem to be very focused on talking to him. They were doing last uh, week when I was there, they were doing 11 v 11 shorter, short field, but 11 v 11 things that make you go. Hmm. And Belmar was there and he was playing and Zavagnin was doing like Zavagnin was like his personal coach. Belmar up, damn hmm. back over, get over here. Cover that, cover that. No, no, go, 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 go. You know, he was like the personal coach. So. So we talk a lot about Vermees and this team's um, um, versatility. I almost forgot that word. (laughs) (laughs) And. Bad, sing that louder. That's singing in the studio right now. Nobody wants to hear that. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go in and edit it and turn it up because I saw the little bump on the screen, so it's there, and I'm gonna turn it up so they can all hear it. Anyway, I, think I might have an is or isn't coming from this, Cody. Go in ahead. the 63rd minute, the first sub of the game was Seth Sinovic in for a very quiet Johan Krause. Mm-hmm. Now, what the hell were they doing? What was the lineup? What was the what was the formation? Well, at that, that shifted Madronda to Krause's spot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I saw people like. What you're putting? We need offense. You're putting in a another <laughs> defender. No, they they put in a defender and move Jimmy up because he's the right second or third attacking mid, and in, then in the, on the roster at this point. But he only made it 14 minutes before Carlton came on and took that winger spot, and that was that was when it got weird. Yeah, because I I think Russell moved into the attacking mid spot at that point. Yeah, yeah, that was a little bit odd. So that's what the announcer said anyway. Yeah, which again, I I wasn't watching it live, so when I go back and watch it on replay, I'm kind of by that point I was like kind of zoned out. So if there's something different, please comment and let us know that we were being stupid. And then um, Rubio for Shaoli, yeah, which is weird. Because well, then would be, has been pretty quiet, like we yeah Rubio about. on the wing though. But well, Just trying to get wasn't it more like Shelton out on the wing and Rubio to the middle? Is that what they did? Okay, I think so. No, it kind of looked like that. But that's what I mean. I don't think we're trying to like look at it as it was a, still a four three three. But you know, he might have his own little playbook or tactic built. You know, for that specific substitution, that it's not a four three three anymore. A four two four. Right. Well, and. It's 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 weird, always weird talking about sporting and what formation are they're playing. They play the four three three, but the outside backs get forward so far, and the wingers have cover back. So I mean, how often is it you see Zusi or Jimmy or whoever else is playing left back farther forward than our wingers? I mean, yeah. they're up in those corners, so it's it's kind of a weird formation. And it's, it's never it never stays true to its. <laughs> yeah, it's it's four three three is how they line up, but after yeah. that, it's fluid versatile that word you were looking for earlier so that does kind of lead into my is or isn't <laughs> there we go question that i have but 
All right, Bob. Bob stepped on Thad singing, but let's see your is there isn't. <laughs> All right, so okay then. I mean, um, you know, I've done plenty of coaching, and you know, moving a forward up front in place of a back is a pretty basic coaching move, which is basically what we're saying was done four two four, uh, midfielder up, whatever. So my question is: Is Sporting Kansas City is Peter Vermees and staff are they tacti- tactically flexible enough? To win games as a result of those decisions, or has to be aren't because it's more than one making decisions, or aren't they? That does always seem to be the one question with Peter Vermees, who, as a the technical director and manager, you know, there are positives in almost every other category of how he runs this team, except you know that it ha- that has always been the question with him is. Is he flexible enough in game? In game adjustments. Can he recognize what's not working? Or is it just us not recognizing what he's trying to do? Yeah, that's there. That's exactly or, what I was just about to say. Ding. It's it's they are doing little things that we don't necessarily see. Um, it can you know that can be something as simple as of an instruction in the ear of one player. You know to mm-hmm. stay back this way or you know it's just there's so many things that he's doing that we're not seeing. But then it's also part of it is he's... You're confident of that. I am. Okay. But it is also... Part of it is that he does like to stick to a game plan. He's seen he's seen his team come through late in a game enough after not getting that goal. You know, yeah. And he, he's, seen, he's seen it work enough that he... Yeah, that is part of his philosophy, that if I just stick with this long enough, they're going to sneak one in. His greatest strength and possibly his greatest weakness is that he sticks to the plan. He... When you play for for Peter, you know what you're supposed to do. And if you don't, you don't see the field, right? So that's why they're coaching guys, you know, like I was talking about Zavagnin coaching Belmar in the, the practice the other day. They want you to know exactly what you're supposed to do. When you play for them, you play for Swap Park, you play for the academy, There's you're supposed to be able to basically take from step to step to step and know what you're supposed to do. It, the speed gets faster and every individual is slight, has some slight differences of which foot you pass to or or how fast they are or what their tricks are and things like that. But all the basics are supposed to be the same. So the good thing is there should be nobody lost out there. And when they are, they're gone, right? That's the good thing. The bad thing is it makes it a little bit harder to say, okay, we're going to go from a four, three, three to a three, five, two today or at this point in the game. Now, Peter has said already this year and, he does do it in games because it'll sometimes it'll be more of a three four three position or et cetera. But depending on what team they're playing, what the tactics are of the other team and stuff like that, and he does make those changes in games. People don't give him the credit for it. I think he does deserve, but it, he's still limited by the fact that he is so set on having this system. It's the great thing that it works. It's also the weakness that other people can think about it and pick it apart at times. We all know soccer is a simple game, just like most sports are. They can be complicated and destroyed by too many tactical decisions, but I just thought I'd throw that out there. I mean, you know, does he need to create overloads in more cases on, on a particular side? Does he need to create numbers and advantage in the midfield? So You're we still can asking questions. Answer et cetera. it. So, well, Answer aren't the best? Give us, give us your take. Well, um... I would like to see a little more of those tactical decisions, like overflowing aside where we have numbers, so we can take advantage of those numbers, um, oh, I, which then could then isolate another player on the other side. You know, as a result, I'd like to see a little more of that. I, I don't perceive that myself. That could be my error, but uh, I think you know. they do because this is one of the bad things right now about how they've changed training. It used to be that you could pretty much go to every day of training and. Yeah watch every day except you know maybe little pieces of it right now it's limited about how much you can watch but when i was going six years ago watching training um you would see peter go out there and basically i could see what passing pattern they were going to use against the next team Mm -hmm. yeah it was great for doing photos because like hey you know left back has the ball and he's running up the field i know he's going to pass it to the the number eight who's going to pass it to the back to the six who's going to play it up to the nine or whatever, right? Yeah. I mean, I could see the patterns pattern. of play, yeah. And I would then see it in the game that next that right. next game. Um, it was also great for corner kicks because I knew who they were going to play to. <laughs> of course, now I know because it's a short corner almost every time. But, yeah. Um, but you could see that. And I still, 
confident that they're doing that. Mm-hmm. They're breaking down the ne- the team and having ways to break down that team already set up. They know who is probably going to play in what spots right, and right. what their strengths are. And like, you know, Jimmy's going to carry the ball up more on this game or Zeusy's going to carry the ball up more this game or whatever because that guy is not as fast. Those things. They they plan that out. They do. But what was evident in this game? That's just kind of the question. That's why I kind of brought it up. I didn't, I didn't see a whole lot of... If, and again, since I wasn't there to see right. exactly what they were doing for that, I'm assuming they did it, but just because you do make that plan doesn't mean the players oh, yeah, carry sure. it out perfectly. And even if or you the do other make team that doesn't plan, change things. that yeah. other team may have a different plan and come out in a different way, and now right. you have to adjust, and if you aren't adjusting fast enough. And again, that may be the coach, that may be the players. So that was kind of the essence of my question is, are we adjusting when we need to? Are we capable of that? Okay. Bob well, and I have argued enough today. <laughs> I mean, we still love you, Bob. <laughs> this season, what he's done has been working. Oh, yeah. And, like, yeah, after the first loss in eight games, I suppose you can ask that question. But sure. And what should and then what should have been a tie that didn't look pretty. Instead, right. it was a loss that everybody's grumbling about. Because... <laughs> yeah. I guess my thing on that, it's like, okay, so he subs in Belmar. Say Belmar scores, people will be praising the fact that, exactly. that he, yeah. so it's like, yeah. It, yeah, I mean, you can criticize it because no, no result came, but it goes back to one of my favorite quotes everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. If you, <laughs> if you can't adjust, you can't, you know, if yeah. the other team recognizes something that, you know, or adjusts to your plan quicker than you were anticipating so that you couldn't capitalize on what you were trying to do, then, I mean, that stuff happens. The, I'll use the game that he subbed Rubio in, in the final minutes. Right. To get that goal changes the whole game. Great decision on Peter Vermees's part. So now, it's now just... don't get me wrong, though, folks. I'm just throwing out these questions no. for discussion. You know, and just yeah. trying, okay, well, yeah. what are the answers to these questions? Yeah, no, Cause, it's because Rubio stole that point because <laughs> that was the that was the tie in Colorado, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh huh. So yeah, and so we just I guess couldn't do that with the guys or the plan or whatever they were trying to do there in those final uh, minutes and even the second half. So well, we someone mentioned this earlier, but that your question of in this game should he have done something different i'm sure he was after watching johnny russell do whatever he wanted for 60 minutes against vancouver was waiting for him to you know have that one run into the box that would you know and there there's probably a question like where where was he where you know why wasn't that dominance that he Discovered why wasn't that asserted? I noticed he looked tired early in the game. I, I mean, I didn't notice the last game so much, but this game, yeah, he was like standing over and hands on his knees at one point. Johnny was, and it's like well, maybe needs a rest, but running on the turf, yeah, turf to, yeah. will do it too. That's yeah. a, a and bad turf that has a lot of the rubber in it is notorious for killing the legs of people who oh, are yeah. not used to it. Oh yeah, that was uh, I remember it was Seattle or Portland game that first year sporting played up there for whichever whichever team it was i don't remember but they were just dead and i talked to the players afterwards and they're like man it was like running in sand yeah if you're used to it that's one thing but if you're not it just wears you out and they died off in the last 20 minutes yeah and that's part of when peter made a more sporting fit (laughs) but i mean you know in sorry cody in uh the conference after the vancouver game the question was asked what makes this team more dangerous and he said what you said the individual ability to break other teams down. Yeah. And that just wasn't happening. Yeah. I think he was waiting, waiting for that and it yeah. just didn't come. Okay. We're going to try to do another preview pod separate from this one later in the week. But does anyone here in the studio, I'm talking to you guys, not the audience, have <laughs> anything to less words or anything like this? Did we want to talk about the rumor that's on our site? Or the not rumor, I'm sorry, the not, the not rumor, rumor that is on our site today. You mean from the noted rumor site, MLSsoccer.com? Right, exactly, yeah. Did we want to talk about that? Sure, okay. why not? And on MLSsoccer.com, they're doing transfer deadline updates. And one of the updates involved said there are three Western Conference players potentially on the move. And... We being the speculators we are, <laughs> dis- and in spite of my personal protests, I, I should I should add, um, looked for any players on our roster that could fit any of the descriptions, and the descriptions were 
a recent international. Who could so, use a change of scenery. A yeah, recent yeah. international signing that could use a change of scenery. So I took that to mean either this year or last year. I take a, that to mean this year, so I think you're crazy for a homegrown player. Uh huh. And a uh, versatile veteran. Okay. So as far as versatile veterans, I don't think Sporting has one that needs a change. Right. If you just limited it to veteran, I might have said Seth Sinovic, although right. I don't think he would want to go elsewhere. Mm-hmm. But um, homegrown is shallowy. And he's not going anywhere. Right. Well, there's no, no homegrowns on Sporting is in the need of moving at this point. Shallowy, Busio, Lindsay. Right. And that is, and also, I think it is a stretch to bring up Gerso for the recent international signing. <laughs> <laughs> Even but, the other ones that people brought up that were recent international signings were guys that came last year. Yeah, I don't. I. I just don't like this type of story is what I was protesting. <laughs> so well, my point of it was trying to make something of what is potentially absolutely nothing. My point of it was making fun of the noted rumor site, MLS soccer.com. <laughs> yeah, exactly. any, any chance that we get to make fun of noted rumor site, <laughs> <laughs> but I guess anything that adds ammo to it is Gerso has been hurt lately. Yeah. Which hurt is in quotation marks. Uh huh. Uh huh. And, um, that's about that's, it. Yeah, he hasn't been around for the last couple weeks on the roster. He's been hurt, haven't seen him. But then again, if he was hurt, he'd be getting treatment, and we wouldn't see him out at practice. Right, yeah. Um, And it has happened in the past where guys who were mysteriously pick up a knock then was transferred and was fine when they showed up at the team that they were transferred to. Yuri Roselle, I want to say Dom Dwyer. Dom Dwyer. Um, I think there was another one at some point in there that I'm forgetting, but so it's, that would lead a small amount of fuel to the fire. Exactly. Yeah. But I still have doubts about it. I will ask about it tomorrow, um, about any moves that they're going to make. And I don't know what'll be told, whether I'll be told the truth or not, but we'll see. So is it the end of the day tomorrow the window closes, or is there a particular 5 o'clock time? Or? Uh, I want to say it's like 11.59, but I don't oh, know if okay. that's Eastern. Yeah, I, think it's, yeah. I think it's midnight. Okay. So. Yep, 11.59 Central Time. Yep. What are you laughing at? <laughs> <laughs> the descriptor is being used. It reminds me of like a game of clues. <laughs> <laughs> a homegrown player at midnight. <laughs> hey, we're just. In the Western what this, Conference what with this, the, you know. With the rope, like, you know what? Oh, I should have used that. That would have been a great way to what do this it. What this renowned, you know, so rumor <laughs> site is saying, you know, so we're just repeating what they're saying. It's all I can think of this whole time. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we've would, gone. Would Mr. Vermees make a trade? Make a trade around midnight in the, at Pinnacle in the. <laughs> with his cell phone. <laughs> his cell phone. Yeah. The modern with, day clue. With, with a homegrown international. With a homegrown international. <laughs> So it is oh, shallow MLS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, open the little confidential uh, card holder. Who was yeah. it? Make we'll your guess. <laughs> oh, that'll be funny. Okay, fam. Well, we've gone. We made almost an hour out of this. I do have one thing to. <gasps> it's not like anything super crazy, but uh, a couple commenters had asked where they could find some of the videos that we do. Uh, post-game interviews and such and other things hopefully coming up here in the works that we have some ideas for. Um, we finally are updating our YouTube channel, so you guys can go subscribe at The Blue Testament on YouTube. I've, I have put a couple of yours on there already. Yeah. So I know. A couple were on there, but um, we've had a, lot, uh, a few as of recent that I'm just going to try to do a better job of uploading them in a more timely fashion. And on the site as well. And on the site and, as always, social media. So. And as always, if you have any requests or any ideas or even want to write and contribute to this site, lovely site, that is not a rumor site like MLSsoccer.com. <laughs> not a game of Clue. <laughs> Come join okay. us. Okay, so we are going to send some journalists out to training over the course of this week. I thought it was going to be Bob and I. <laughs> <laughs> but um. <laughs> Um, and then we will try to get some sound. We will do another preview podcast for the Colorado game. 
I'm going to try to get that to you on Friday morning. I'm, I'm setting benchmarks for ourselves, so we have to come through with it. Is why I'm and we will. <laughs> that's why I'm doing all this. And we will. You guys did last week. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Uh, Till next time. Keep on rocking to the Van and Arms. Ah, yes. <laughs> and keep your spirits up, sporting Kansas City Nation. Yeah, because next game, you go the mile. My half birthday. Fun fact. <laughs> Oh my god, the, I'll bring this the sign on. Just we lost everything on this sign. We, it was a good show. <laughs> and then I looked at you guys to get us a sign off and Thad just ran, ran us off the rails. Why am I, everybody contributed to that. No, but you're the one that we blame. You're Johan. We're the easy blame. <laughs> okay. Send us your questions and we will see you talk to you. Talk to you on Friday. Has just been sent off. Some part of strong and long gone soft. My fun fatings got me drinking. My fun fatings got me drinking. My fun fatings got me drinking. Give me beer or whiskey, when or gin. Anything to shake this foot I'm in. My fun fatings got me drinking. My fun fatings. Yeah.